Hi, this is Stuttering John Melendez from The Howard Stern Show. And for some really stupid reason, you're listening to Insufferable Bastards. Great name for a podcast, morons. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Insufferable Bastards. My name is Carlos Danger for the purposes of this broadcast, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Brian Spears. Hello, Brian. Hello, hello. Making a return appearance to the podcast. You know him. You love him. You can follow him on Twitter at Obnoxious John. It is Obnoxious John. (laughs) Good evening. Welcome back to the program. I just have one request before we start. If you could not get us in trouble with YouTube this week, I would appreciate it. <laughs> I'll try my best. I don't know. I don't know uh, what was going on last week, but we did a, uh, a video. We just talked about the great Casey Armstrong. Hello, Gina Bobina. Welcome to the stream. And YouTube pulled it. And at first, uh, it was the same time, like that same next morning, they had pulled uh, Casey Armstrong's entire page. So at first I thought, you know, there was there was uh, there was rumors going around the Dabbleverse that maybe the great one was involved. But ours was just a straight up copyright claim by uh, Rotten Tomatoes movie clips. We had used their movie or a little a little clip from the film Cop Shop, even though it was clearly fair use. There's no profit motive here. We transformed the content. It was for criticism, yet they upheld it. And I felt I'm not going to fight it because then I could risk a copyright strike. So fuck you, Rotten Tomatoes. I would have fought that one, but that's just me. And you know what? That kind of stinks because I'm looking forward to seeing that movie. That that clip was the first time I had heard of the movie. I never would have probably even heard of it if uh, you had not played it on the show. Yeah, definitely check out Cop Shop, written directed by Joe Carnahan, a great sort of B movie director. Who uh, he? I, I was I was going to add him at Twitter, you know, see if we could get Joe Carnahan to rally around us, but his account is suspended. So that's that. Uh, Gina Bobina, is this live, Carlos Bobarlos? No, this is not live, Gina. Hello, Jared. Welcome to the stream. Hello, DD, Mr. 88. Welcome to the stream. So tonight we're going to talk about Steve Lankford. I'm sure everyone remembers Steve Lankford, the Howard 100 news reporter Steve from back Lankford in the day. Steve Lankford has a huge penis. Sorry. <laughs> I, I wanted to get that out at one point, so there it is. Absolutely. And then the other classic, and this might be too loud. Who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck? The famous Steve, <laughs> Steve Langford drop. But uh, I came across a video with him where, and, and I, we, I, we meant to play this weeks ago. It's only an eight minute video, but where he gets uh, angry at Howard Stern over, and the setup is George to, or Steve Langford approached George Decay to do some type of, it sounded like a school work project for his daughter, Steve Langford's daughter. And Howard got sort of all bent out of shape and called Steve Langford out for it, saying, please don't bother the guests, which was sort of a recurring theme on the Stern show and I think made for some classic bits. Right, Brian? Like he would do that with Jackie a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Jackie would get what autographs? He would, he would want to get his joke signed and all that great stuff. Yes, yes. And well, no, he was getting his joke signed and uh, Grillo was helping him. They found, they caught Grillo approaching guests to have uh, autographs signed. And it was Jackie having jokes or one-liners that he used about those, ca- you know, whoever was there. Like I remember, I think they mentioned Tim Allen. Like so, you know, he would go over and not get one, not just one. He would get two of them signed. Always two, two signed. 
That's awesome. Uh, just running through the chat real fast. Citizen M, welcome to the stream, Citizen M. I love Citizen M. It was Citizen's M, Citizen M's question that got us bashed by Dabblers Anonymous. Uh, so I'm going to blame you, Citizen M. The Dabblers don't like us. Dabblers Anonymous doesn't like, they don't like us talking about Pissgate. And Citizen M is saying, if this episode isn't entirely dedicated to Pissgate, I will be reporting your channel to the FTC. Citizen M, I don't know where you get the idea that we're even going to broach Pissgate in this episode. You might have seen some, my, my Cardiff Electric took over my Twitter account at one point and was clicking some, uh, or I mean, was posting some clickbait type tweets. But before we do all that, before we get into Steve Langford, and, and again, I don't think this is going to be a terribly long Insufferable Bastards, you're welcome. I wanted to play a video that's been making the rounds this week that has to do with DabbleCon. I'm sure Obnoxious John has seen it. Brian, have you seen the video that Tony Muskrat made? He, Tony Muskrat made the song and lyrics, parody song, and B Dabbler slash El yes, Harible. I, I did see it. Oh, damn, Brian, you are re you've really, going from an AOL email, you have, you're now both feet into the Dabbleverse, huh? Even though exactly, it's pretty much dead. Exactly. Um, I, uh, I did check that out. I have, my, I have the, the shows I go to. And El Harible is one of them? Yes. All right, so I assume you guys can see this? Yes. Let's go. We've seen the lights go out on Carlson. We saw Cardiff take his throne. Zumach said it'd be a failure. this weekend in Rochester. He blocked Bob Levy. Which is going to be a fucking flop. And then got drunk alone. We held a tribute oh, to the dabbler. Hold on one second. I'm going to interrupt. I have to introduce a very special guest. I am very excited that this person would even show up. Ladies and gentlemen, Cardiff Electric. Oh, hello. How are you? Welcome to the stream, Cardiff. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. I'm good. Hello, Brian Spears. How are you? Hello. Hello. Well, thank, thank you for all your hard work. Oh, thank you for letting me be involved. I appreciate it. And hello, Obnoxious John, the man who has gotten more milk out of pee than anyone else ever. Getting on all the shows, talking about Peagate, huh? I That was the uh, the top stream, right? Yes. yes. Speaking of that, we do have a couple. We have one from Citizen M. He says, uh, it's okay. My friend takes my phone and sends dicks pic dick pics. Okay. Ah, 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 Citizen M. Take it easy. Uh, Gina Bobina is asking, is Cardiff live? No. 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 Exactly. So, Cardiff, we were just playing, the, I don't know if you, I assume you saw it, the wonderful uh, video that Tony Muskrat and, I don't know if I can say the name no. without you. I, it's, let's just say it's a great song. <laughs> Will you avert your eyes if I play it? Is this okay? Do I well, have this part, this part's good. Well, I was going to, yeah, I'll have to rewind yes. it a second. This part's yeah. good. How do I go to this? Let me let Most me rewind of it's it. Most of it's shit, though. Most of it is just shit. Yeah. All right, here we go. Here we go. Let's 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 try to hold back our tears. We held a tribute to the dabbler. We put hmm. our pinkies up to scale. The tent was five below. We drove through fucking snow, and we went right on with the show. Welcome to Dabble Con! 
Saw me dabbler with his tits out. It was adorable indeed. Oh my god, are my big fat titties tired? Comics all were brutally making fun of that Waldo guy. We didn't care at all. John was tweeting Lauren Boebert. That's right, the balloon. Well, all the dabblers had a ball. Bam! We came from near and far. We hung out at the bar. Yes, we did. Skinny Chad became a star. You're a fucking idiot. Chad, you're a fucking idiot. I'm gonna be an idiot. I'm gonna be the biggest of You never know. Okay, I'm gonna start out right now and say Chad's a fucking idiot. You know those lights were bright on Carlson. No comment about the door. The doors were smashed. Ha. And the ATM was stolen. Dr. Steve was bombing photos. Star-studded. And OJ's clothes were soaked. Yeah! Had a beer with Anthony Cumia. Huh? Beer? He was fucking awesome as you would expect. Potatoes were getting kissed. Kevin mm. Dumbfuck took a piss. Woo! We kept John's memory alive. Wait, 20 more minutes. Comedy at the Carlson. Oh, I look like an idiot. Yes, you do. <laughs> Here we go. Loser. That's it. Yeah, and definitely check out check out Tony Muskrat SoundCloud.com. Tony Muskrat. He was a good dude. I think I remember meeting him. Mm-hmm. So, that what are your a, thoughts? That was. A, I just wanted to say that beautiful song his voice is uh he, he's got the voice of an angel and that was so well written it, it's I, i'm surprised how well it was written and performed it's just it's just oh, it was genius it's brilliant it's all brilliant it was good stuff cardiff what is the status of your feud with be Dorable or be dabbler or el harible not a feud i just hate the fucker he's dead to you is that is there any I mean, you're you're usually a a bridge builder, not a yeah, fence. Well, no, to a normal, downer. Yeah, normally I am, yes. But when someone does what they did to me, it's there's no there's no turning back. Like remember when John blocked me? Do you remember? I, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. If I you wasn't know aware of you at me. that point, but I am aware situationally of what happened. Yes, Grizzlehorn well, says, "Love that song." When someone turns their back on me like John did, the gloves the gloves come off, Carlos Danger. So. Uh, watch your P's and Q's, uh, because you 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 walk a tight rope of uh, of uh, being close to the edge. To what mix is, metaphors, between you and Ray Devito, I don't I I've done nothing to no one. Ray Devito wouldn't let me speak on his on his podcast last night, and now I've got Cardiff threatening me. No, no, I'm just just telling you to be careful. I'm Gina giving Bobina. you friendly dabbler advice. Okay, I, again. 
remember, I'm the lifetime achievement award winner. So, you know, I know what I, I know from where I speak. Gina Bobina says unblock be, be deplorable. I'm not really sure what that no. says. Uh, Jared says y'all showed up into my hobby. I'm the original. Then one day this bizarre weirdo showed up, Carl. That's mm-hmm. from uh, Jared, who almost won free uh, tickets there. I do Oops. respect ja- uh, Jared's knowledge of the Howard Stern show. It's definitely better than mine. Yeah. Absolutely. Jared, that is one thing for sure. He he knows his Howard Stern. Uh, whenever uh, something came up that, and I, I'm, you know, I'm not a genius when it comes to Stern trivia, but he knows, he might know more than I do. I was, I was, I thought we would be doing a Belzer uh, episode tonight. Oh, that's right. Well, you know, I mean, my memory of Belzer connected to Stern is definitely, that's where I learned that he was married right to the actress who starred in Emmanuel, a Skinamax uh, fantasies as a little boy. Right, Brian, you're the resident pornographer. Did you mute yourself, you son of a bitch? <laughs> I think, yeah, Spears, you are me. Yeah, uh, young lady Chatterley's lover. Oh, even two. better. Yeah. I don't really remember Belzer played the coroner on Homicide for many years, right? Yeah, yes. and he was much right. Cardiff, what are your memories of Richard Belzer? No, that that's about it. Just him coming on Stern. I never knew he was a comedian until I heard him on Stern. I just thought he was a guy. He was on there when they TV. called Chevy Chase the first time. That's when they was called that, him at home. Was that when his uh, housekeeper answered? Was that yeah. Chevy Chase? Yeah, and I think Jamie oh, that was, then got on. I thought that was Gilbert Gottfried. No, I think it was Belzer was there too. I know Gilbert was. I think uh, Seinfeld. They left a message on Seinfeld's uh, answering machine. I always got Belzer when I was younger confused with like David Brenner, David Steinberg. They all kind of melded together. Those late seventies mm-hmm. New York City comics. Chairman Meow. He had one ball. They always made uh, fun of that. From Bridgeport, Connecticut, and was a cub reporter in his early days at the Bridgeport Post, now known as the Connecticut Post, about uh, 22 minutes from me here. Chairman Meow, wasn't Belzer fake Irish? And I think that at that period in Bridgeport, you had to be fake Irish. So I'd like to tell you my favorite moment that I think of uh, Belzer is when he got choked out on live TV by Hollywood. Well, he wasn't Hollywood yet, but the great Hulk Hulk Hogan. Hogan? And that was before Hogan was Hogan, right? That was before Hogan was no. a WWF champion, right? No, no, I, no, no. He was he was the man at that point. That was, I thought I it was think, right. I thought he was still in the NWA in those days. I could be wrong, but that's no, my I memory. Think that was, I think that was right when they were promoting Saturday Night's Main Event. Yes, I believe. Yes. Oh, okay. The good old days. That was what it is. Three most uh, famous celebrity beatings, right? There's Belzer, and of course uh, Andy Kaufman, and Jerry the King Lawler, and then John Stossel from uh, David Schultz. Which was captured in uh, Dark Side of the Ring, or I think it was Dark Side of the Ring. They Which, told the uh, whole story. Um, Mr. Schultz is a bounty hunter. Uh, he he left the wrestling. He was kind of shunned from the wrestling business after that, and uh, I believe he is a bounty hunter these days. And I and I think Belzer used to used to uh, thank Hulk Hogan after for buying him his house. He ba- the, basically the paid the entire France uh, estate they had there. Mm-hmm. That was his great the line. mistake. Not- wasn't choking him out either. It was dropping him. Had he just yes. like set him down, it probably you know it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. But he dropped him, and Belzer's head was split wide open. And if you haven't, if you people out there listening, if you haven't seen that, look up uh, Hogan. You probably just type Hogan chokes out Belzer. 
Yeah, it's all over the place there. It's pretty violent if you're into that sort of thing. But I thought, Le- was it on Letterman? I don't remember. Was it, Letterman? it was on Belzer's show. Yeah, yeah, Belzer. Yes. Has oh, was like it a, on Belzer's show? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's why I, I was. I thought it was before Hogan was champion. But all right. But that, all right. Rest in peace, Richard Belzer. God yeah. bless you. God bless you for marrying the woman who made all those Skinamax movies back in the day. I do appreciate that. But I don't know. I came across this thing on YouTube, and it was the great Steve Langford. I always liked Steve Langford. He was only with the show for seven or six years, which surprised me because I feel like he contributed so much, it felt longer. To but those me. were big six years. Those first six years at Sirius. What do you think? What do you what do you what do you mean by that, Cardiff? Well, those were those were that was like. I'm not going to say those were the best years of Howard, but arguably they were. I would that say was that. Defi- that was definitely at the peak, at his highest point. It's it's uh, it's never been better than it was then. Brian, do you concur? One nine oh six. It was definitely it was definitely uh, must list. You had to listen. Like it was so new and so exciting. So yeah, I mean, I'll give it that. I was never. I I had a secret love for uh, Penny Crone. Uh, but yes, I, I totally uh, got. Well, P- Penny Crone, if you were in the tri-state area, she was our. She was like sort of a B-list news person. She was on yeah, Channel she Five, was our wacky news reporter, and I just love the that cheaper she, news station. She was no Jim Jensen or Gabe Pressman. Yeah. She was Penny Crone, and she'd be always be doing just annoying, you know, Mayor Koch press agents, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and and I like that she would do like Stern's uh, press, con- like she would do his comp press conferences every anytime he did something, and they all like always just made fun of her there, and then she came over to. So I always had a little secret thing for Penny Crone because of that, even like though sexual or just respect. No, no, no. I thought it was funny that they hired her just to goof on her, which was really mean, and then they eventually probably got you know she got fired because she's nuts. Um, DD Mister Eighty or Mister Eighty Eight agrees with Cardiff about those being. Yeah the best years but yes coming from coming from uh not the tri-state area like you gentlemen uh, i had no idea who penny crone was she was just some woman that showed up in a gold mustard jacket yeah but uh it was all those were all enjoyable times i enjoyed i enjoyed all the all the content and again fun fact mr shuli agar the first person to have a show on howard's serious channels oh i did not i know Ah, uh, was that so? Was that uh, didn't they start off playing farts? From what I recall, yes. But I'm saying like a first, like kind of hosted an, show was the crap talk, yeah, like a live show, mm-hmm. an organized show, right? Because yeah, the news had to, and I guess there were 25 people when it first started, approximately. And what a bizarre thing to have your own news. I don't, I mean, that's never been done before to have your own news team with legitimate working TV and radio reporters to cover a shock jock. Well, I think that goes back to Cardiff's point about it being probably the greatest time. I mean, they were able to to do that. The the Howard Stern universe was so cool and there's so much going on. They could actually have a real reporter come in and report on that universe, similar to what Mothering Jay is doing for us now. Yeah, and and the way there's so many podcasts that just kind of cover all these shows individually, I think Stern was uh, ahead ahead of the curve a little bit. Uh, by not just having you know after shows had already been a thing, but by having you know the, these a news team, uh, bizarre stuff. So let's. What I want to share is before you continue, I need to hijack your show a little bit more. Absolutely. Of the three of you, who is still listening to Howard? I am. I, I haven't listened probably since 2012, and I'm about yeah 2012 2014. 
Yeah, I'm probably around there too. Wow. So Spears is the is the last the last man standing. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'll say it and you know, we you know, we know it's not the same show. A lot of it for me is just routine. It's uh the what I do for work, it's just in the background. It's not every day now. It can be like the the beauty of it on a Saturday I could just listen to the whole thing and it's over you know, his whole three days. But yes, I still listen. Do you do you enjoy listening to it? I mean, obviously, I don't you laugh listen. as much. Listen, I don't like. I go to a YouTube, you know. Well, listen, I've immersed myself in your guys' wacko world, so like, I've spent a whole bunch of that. But I don't. I'm not as religious as I used to be. Um, it was like literally, like you know, it was plays all day. But now I go to a YouTube and watch an older video. Or, I mean, Brian. Brian's a creature of habit, as someone that's known him forever. And like, yeah, Howard Stern is part of his daily existence and has been for a long time. He like works it into his, his work, what he does for a living. There's always Stern on. And right, can I, can I tell stories of like, you, so Brian's a special effects makeup artist. So, right, I mean, do yeah. all celebrities can, are they some closeted Howard Stern fans? The people still, I mean, I guess back when he was rambunctious and bawdy. Yeah, I remember. Could you I have it on and like, you know, Marissa Tomei would come in and report you to the authorities or well, the, the thing was it was like a little bit more of a dirtier secret i knew an actor that went up he's like oh i gotta go listen to stern like and he only he said it to me because one of the producers knew that i did that like gag with richard christie you've been richard christie'd that prank um and, and that so was the thing knew, but, you made a, you made a wound for christie yeah yeah like they did it stern it was like got a pissed bit. off and uh you know, so Wait, let me just read this the- chat because I had it up. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you. But Scooter G says, anyone remember the how much is a Pan Am flight from the GW airport to the 14th Street Bridge? That was from his DC days. Uh, I was, I'm too, too, quite, too, a little too young for that, but read it in the books. Sorry, Brian. Yes, I've had actors that like secretly listen to him, then people that are more open. And the more open now is the newer show. Like I've, a lot of people listen now. Now it's like a family show. And now it's uh, not, to me, it's not as cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like back in the day, it was more punk rock where I felt like a badass. But now I'm just like, oh, now I'm just an old man that listens to somebody interview somebody for two hours. It's I, so, it's I miss. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does, it get the- as, does it get as cheesy as I, as I miss, though? Because I miss was it's late night TV. It's you know once in a blue moon there's something funny. Um, I can always laugh at like just the stupid stuff sometimes Baba Bowie goes through, just because I think he's probably the only one that's slightly the most real on the show anymore. Um, you know I you know I don't know. It's like. I should break up with this girl, but I just, you know, it's convenient. You know what I'm no, trying and we to should say? Not shame, Brian should not be shamed for, for still sticking to, to Stern. It's one of the reasons I respect you, you know? I do laugh. Like, I still laugh. But it's not as much as I wish and not as much as, you know, I should be. B. Dabbler says he... Take that or, down. Oh, oops. <laughs> Sorry, Al Haribla. You know I got to listen to Cardiff, but I think it was a... He looks like I miss now. All right, so here is Steve Langford. This was the day after. Okay, so <clears throat> excuse me. Do you want to set it up, Cardiff? Yes. No, why am I below Obnoxious John? He's I not need... a lifetime Dabbler Achievement Award winner. I'm only he... I'm only a nominee, and I, I'm not even on video, so I should be at the bottom. Mm-hmm. I agree. I don't know how to change. I've been sitting here sweating the whole time, and I've been just, like, just really... drag me. 
just drag you but then the remove shows up no no just grab my face and drag me up oh on this oh thank you okay. what do you want to be at the very top there you go yeah, that, you know what that's probably better for the show <laughs> yeah did you tweet this by any chance for god's sakes yes. 16 viewers this is a bad reflection on you more than it is uh, than me all right so look the day before this particular broadcast there was a controversy in the studio Steve Langford had approached George Takei, asked George to do some type of uh, assignment for his daughter. Word got back to Howard Stern. Howard Stern said, don't bother the guests. Called Steve into the studio. Steve, being a man of principle, would not come in to the studio. So that right there tells you he wasn't a guy who was that interested in airtime. So here's what happened the next day. Steve Langford, my good buddy, is here with headlines. I'm going to ask him why he did not come in yesterday. I think a major faux pas on your part. Uh, we could have worked it the out. audience reaction was appropriate. You, they were very upset. Steve, you took a beating in the email. Everyone said you were hypocritical. Pause. You didn't come in. Right, you didn't talk things over with me. You know I'm a re Yes. I just remembered how much I used to like that. Steve Langford has a huge penis. I know you were late, year. Cardiff, but I, I kind of opened the show with like, I sang that. When we oh, started. did you? Yeah, I did this. Cut that who part gives out, a shit? Me. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah. But wait, the, 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 the masked gentleman whose name I'm not allowed to speak. You, makes... you, if you would like to refer to him, you can call him Dabbling Fuckface. <laughs> Dabbling Fuckface. Yes, I will accept that. Says the, the Billy West years were the best years, by the way. But I will argue that I, is does... Is there any defined era in the Stern universe that is Billy West? I feel like a lot of people didn't realize Billy West's genius until we realized everything he was doing in the subsequent years. Is that, does anybody, is anybody with me on that? I, I'm, think, I'm, I think you realize the genius of Billy West in the absence of Billy West, if that's what you're trying to say. Well, and also I didn't realize he was doing so much. I thought a lot of that was Jackie. I thought it was, I thought it was drops. I didn't realize in those years that it was actually Billy West doing so much. Maybe I'm just a moron. You know, but that's a cool thing about the older Stern days is it's all, you know, your own opinion. You can't, it's my opinion that those, like the arty years were the best years. Like somebody could say the Jackie years were the best years and nobody could be wrong in that because they were all great years. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to argue and judge people based on that though. That's well, what I do. There's no wrong answer. Cause that's the thing. It can, it's like, you know, I mean, I think there's certain errors that you could argue that, yes, it's definitely not this time and it's definitely not this time. But that middle there, that, I mean, again, I love the arty years. I love Sirius. I loved all of that. But then I go back and listen to things now and it's like I kind of miss, you know, when, you know, Jackie would laugh at inappropriate news stories. That was a drop or if it went on farther. Uh, I mean, that was just incredible. Billy West is like the John Cazal in Howard Stern history. He was only there for three years. What am I supposed to call him? Be, 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 be Dabbling fuck? fuckface. Dabbling fuckface. He officially was hired January 94 and was gone Actually, before no, the movie. No. Backstabbing dabbling fuckface. That's better. Yes. Backstabbing dabbling More accurate. fuckface makes All right. Well, I have points. a question then. When he was hired, was he hired for the show or was he working already in the production side of it? Because that's how he started. He would like do half the time recording yeah, he, stuff for the whole for the, he worked for the station i think yes yeah the station 
I'm sure if we go track down, was it a uh, stuttering John and Royce did that great special that I subscribed to that that website for. Cardiff did an episode on it too. All right, yeah. I covered all three segments. Yes, it was very good stuff. All right, back to this. Sorry, we made it 20 seconds and I interrupted. I apologize. People fucking hate that reasonable guy. I wasn't angry. I was just hey, I don't think that's cool. You that's know, all. Let me put this in all in context. I've done interviews with a lot of my friends. Uh, children. That's irrelevant. No, but that's what it was all about. No, but listen to me. Here in this case, it happened to be Steve. But Steve I've is my it. is one of my newscasters. Yes, I've given the news department autonomy when it comes to anything news stories. They have autonomy, but when it comes to meeting George Takei and then you ask him a favor, like can my daughter interview you? He shouldn't be doing that. It's not appropriate. But I've, I've had many friends, daughters, or, and sons. I understand that. But this is a, the, we are in a business of catering to people like you and making sure you're comfortable with us now, and now that we don't become nudges. And so then we do need a favor. It's for the show. George but Takei was the official become... announcer. I'm sorry, Cardiff. Go ahead. George Takei was the official announcer of the show. So kind of was not really just a guest. Yeah, I was, At that I, time, he was... I mean, after his first day, he was just sort of a member of a sh that show at that mm -hmm. time. Oh, in my mind, he was always sort of an outsider. But no, again, I, mean, I guess. Because well, in the beginning, he was on quite often. And it was, they used him more, you know, and then his personal life became a big thing. So it like, it was yeah, he, just that that time. He'd come in weeks at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Friends, uh, yes, you can, but no one should really hock you for uh, favors, especially you know. Listen, Steve's daughter's a lovely girl, I'm sure, but she, she can she can meet other people to interview. Steve, how do you respond now that you're here and you've had a day to think about it and reflect on it? <laughs> uh, well, first of all, uh, the reason I did not come in Go ahead. Uh, yesterday when I heard you talking is because I, I probably have. would have come in yelling. So that would have been you. Good. Oh, good. good. Let me have How am I wrong? Well, because us. I thought I'd, uh, you know, take a moment and think about it. Um, so you that's why I didn't come in. You robbed us of a great moment. Thank you for robbing us. No, you know, thief. <laughs> <laughs> why? Uh, why did it? Why were you angry? Do you disagree with what I'm saying? No, I. It's your show, right? And I. It's well, your I mean, right. it's a policy. Yeah, it's your show. It's the way you want to run it. Absolutely, no question. Right. However. My kids are not material for this show. Your kid is your kid isn't talking about on the show. Do you remember show? when Doug Goodstein was Hi, putting his, his daughter right in here? My kids have never come here. Sorry, Cardiff, are you saying something? I'm, I'm oh, I just suggested that somebody clean the cum out of their ears if they didn't hear me. <laughs> are you? Who is that directed to? Just someone in the chat said that they didn't hear me. Oh, okay. Just saying. And we do have Dice Kinnison. I've. Wanted to get this up real quick. Dice Kinnison says, Artie's departure put the show on life support. The loss of Eric the Midget officially pulled the plug. That was a hard one. Hard to argue with that. I felt for me, if anybody is interested, actually, I'm not even going to say it because nobody is interested. I'll go back to the fucking video. Mm -hmm. Well, hold on. Just uh, This is definitely not an Artie day. Artie must not have been in that day. Yeah, I don't know. I think he was in the day before. I think I remember hearing well, him laugh. that's usually what happened. I, he would, like, do every other day with George. He was always absent at least one or two of the days that George worked for some reason. Got some awful things happening. This might affect our monetization, should we qualify in the chat. Uh, Eric the Midget, this is from Dice Kinison, would be at the center of this bizarre podcast world we're all fascinated with. 
that sawed-off little prick would be hysterical in this climate. I feel like that's uh, that that's Shuli under a under an assumed name, but yeah. Oh, and I also I also dig your uh, Tony. What's his name? I have that hanging behind me. Say it, Carlos. I'm interested. I don't even remember what I was going to say. No, but you're so using kids, the show to get an interview. My kids with are not material for I'm this show. I'm not talking about your kid. You did. I don't know what. No, I did not. You're hiding behind. No, that. I'm not. Yes, you are. No, yes, absolutely are. not. How am I talking we about your We would never kid? cover your kids. Ever. I'm not covering your kids. Because but you if my you reported on this show kids. about what? my kids' project. And I don't... I, I talked about right. my kid going to the McCartney concert that's with fine. me and me asking for an autograph. You do what you want. It's your show. Right. But not my kid. I don't know anything about your kid. So let's fine. say instead of your kid, your brother. Not that you have a brother. Do you have a brother? Yes, I have a brother. Oh, okay. Do you have a sister? Yes. Huh. <laughs> Do you have a grandmother? Uh, not anymore. All right, she's deceased. Yeah. If I heard a story where you went up to George Duquesne and said, can my grandmother interview you? I would say to you, you know what, Steve? Maybe you should back off that because George is here. The only reason you know George is through my show. And, right, absolutely. And, and I all, agree with you on that point. That's There's right. no question. And I don't learn anything about your grandmother by saying that or your kid. I didn't even know you had a kid. Who would marry you? Do you know that when <laughs> right. I worked at Hard Copy 15 years ago, uh, your kids came up. So if you at one point and you, we had some knuckleheads yeah. running the show at that point. Right. And they were apparently about to publish uh, air a photo of you with your kids. And we all looked at the people upstairs and said, you're out of your mind. Well, let this me say is something. over the line. Let me say something. And just to jump in there, going back into Steve Langford's history a little bit, Cardiff, do you know happen to know where he's from originally, where Steve Langford was born? I'm going to uh, put you on the spot. I think he's Canadian, isn't he? That's exactly right, Cardiff. Of course you know that, yes. because you know everything. You're from Minnesota. Mm -hmm. But I guess he became... And all, all my content that I'm going to read right now, it's from the definitive podcast, I think, is... Al Dukes interviewed him uh, in 2015, Al's Boring Podcast. Uh, and it was, a, it was a pretty good interview if you're into uh, Steve Lankford. But uh, he became a French NBC radio correspondent in the early 1980s, came to America, uh, got a job as a local TV news reporter in Cincinnati, and then was basically Ron Burgundy uh, all through the early 80s when you could hop from job to job and rise up the, 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 uh, the ladder in local TV news. And his first big break was he was on A Current Affair, not the Maury Povich version, but the Maureen O'Doyle version. So he was basically a tabloid reporter for those big time syndicated shows of, I guess, the late early or late 80s, 90s, uh, that sort of thing. He also worked for MSNBC briefly, Celebrity Justice, which was early Harvey Levin before he did TMZ. He did something called Celebrity Justice, Court TV, uh, The Insider, which was sort of like A Current Affair, all before joining Stern. Wait, in, old current affair or hard copy? He says hard copy, no, but... he always said hard copy. Yeah, he's always said. I, I know can, current affair was like a competing show to hard copy. Did he do both? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was listening to this podcast today and I could almost... Uh, I mean, I didn't double source it, but I'm, I'm almost convinced what I heard is what I wrote down. Maybe he then mentioned hard copy, but that's what I have here and I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stand by my sources. Yeah, that was Hard copy was his main credit he used to... They used to talk about on Stern. And that was I, I, never knew, I never knew him before Stern. Like, 
So yeah, me neither. No, I can't say uh, he was he was terribly known. He was sort of a, a journeyman, but he did have. A, I mean, he says himself he wasn't. Uh, you would think that a job with Howard One Hundred News would would mean the end of your news career, but he didn't view it like that at all. He viewed it as just another assignment and was actually into it. He was looking to cover this world uh, the way he had covered other beats before. Uh, let me just go. Well, we got a bunch here. Uh, so let me get this straight. This, this Steve Lankford was a news guy working with Stern, and he asked George Takei to let his daughter interview him. That's about as unprofessional as it gets. Boom. Al Dukes, yes, WFAN legend, I guess, right? Uh, he did both. Uh, B. Dabbler is saying, or, or giant fuckface, cocksucking bastard, I can't remember. dabbling fuckface. Says hard copy 95 to 99. We got a Cardiff is the greatest. And we got a current affair in 2005. And I'll get back to the interview. Oh, what I was going to say earlier is that I thought the Stern show really died uh, his birthday party when he invited all those celebrities and it wasn't what it should have been. And I was that is point a- out, uh, if you're familiar with the Steve Langford high pitch Mike saga, you would know that Steve Langford is Canadian. Say that again, OJ. I'm sorry. I missed that. Oh, uh, the Steve Langford and High Pitch Mike saga. If you're familiar with that, then you would definitely definitely know that Steve is from Canada and gotcha. not a U.S. citizen. And we have a kink. I believe he's a U.S. citizen. Steve let's Langford not. Hey, let's not besmirch the man. Penis. That was for kinky. Kinky logo. Well, have you guys? Go ahead, my, Cardiff. My favorite was the 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 uh, uh, Lisa. Uh, no. Uh, Takes shits at work? Oh, fuck. Why am I forgetting his name? Who gives oh. a shit? Who gives a fuck? Sour Shoes. Oh, sour Shoes. The Sour Shoes calls. Yeah. I almost were a lot of fun. I almost sour grabbed shoes. a bunch of those. He kind of lives near me. Yeah. I've missed out on greatness so many times, but I worked at a small newspaper in Mount Kisco, New York, and another reporter grew up with Sour Shoes, and Sour Shoes just randomly would come into the newsroom every once in a while, but never when I was there. Yell at Sour, Sour Shoes calling, um, oh God, now I'm Michael Rappaport. Pranking yes. him as Gary Baba Booey is one of the funniest prank phone calls I think I've ever heard. All right, so here we go back to the show. A very nice thing. That's, That's not always the same. been my policy. But Steve, so, so let's say, what do I learn about your daughter? Nothing. I'm learning about you. You know this was a criticism of you and not your daughter. Uh, You're it, the it one bleeds who over it. it, it it's, it's certainly spoiled. That's my ridiculous. ridiculous. It spoils your kid's project? I but believe. Steve, why, why did you... But wait a uh, guy whose name I keep forgetting, so I'm, uh, he, uh, his, his family's well-known. Backstabbing. Backstabbing, dabbling face. Just think about his face, and it'll make you understand. Okay. It'll make you also, remember. That's, that's, a, that's a, 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 a memory tool, a memorization tool. Look at his face, and you will immediately see backstabbing, dabbling fuckface. Backstabbing, dabbling, fuckface. Can yes. we maybe resolve this? I know that. Um, no. No, not right now. This is hilarious. No, I'm talking um, about I, I a dabble court. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, Guilty. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> no, but what were you going to say, Brad? We know where he lives because everybody knows in that in our well, two yeah. towns. You just know like who it is, and he also names. He always does like the th- the reason I find him hilarious is he names you know places where he works. It's all like businesses that have closed down thirty years ago. 
It was, you know, so because he's like literally, I think, my age. Or and the other guy is Jeff Perlman, the Sports Illustrated writer, is from that same town. And it's, uh, and it's pretty easy when you follow a guy home in roller skates carrying a synthesizer. To... <laughs> I've See, I've never seen that. I've seen him like across the, you know, we have mutual friends. You know, I haven't. And also, I don't want to meet him because I don't like that'll break that fourth wall. You know what I'm saying? That. That's why I didn't want to meet Cardiff, and he forced himself on me at DabbleCon. Why did you, you use your daughter and involve her with the show by hooking her up with George? Why didn't you leave, why didn't you leave it up to your daughter? you were going to bring this up on the air. But you, you took your daughter and you took advantage of the show and involved your daughter with someone from our show. No, I, I believe that George that. Takei is a very important figure. Yes, and how do you and know this him? is what... The project Would was you about. ever meet George Takei outside of you meeting him through my show? Because but that's that's not that's really the complete you, point. The, it's the point the is point. that and George what, Takei is a very important figure, I believe, in terms of civil rights in this country. Look, and I thought it was a very important educational moment. My kids um, went through school. There were many times I could have stepped in and been a hero and said, look, I know that's right. Many times I could have stepped in and, and been a hero, and I didn't. In other words, I wouldn't. Call, I know Chris Rock. Chris Rock's a great comedian. I have his home phone number. I could right. call Chris Rock conceivably and say, "Look, my daughter has a yeah, school but, project. It, I want to be a hero. Would you sit there and do an interview?" Now I know that Chris would do it for me, but it's a tremendous imposition, and I know that George would do anything for me too. I won't ask that because I do know he'll do anything for me. It's your show, and you're right on that. Okay, that's all. So why'd you Absolutely. hide? Why don't you come because in and confront I, at me? the moment, I was going to come in and... What? What were you going to do? I was going to come in and yell. Good. And I well, would have you, you insane. Good for you. Not for me. That's insane. Dude. But why is the project ruined? It's not. The project was ruined when Steve got involved. He should not get involved in kids' projects. Parents have to stay oh, out Oh, come on. Sometimes you can help out. No. That's, that's going beyond. Baloney. No, it's not. Your daughter, could have, your daughter knows many people in the community who are excellent educators. Like, like I know people who survived the Holocaust. So do would I. Be right. So your daughter would and say... And you don't think George Takei is important enough? Yes, I do. but he's a guest on important this show. Enough. He's, way he's not a guest. He's part of the show. Okay, fine. Even if he's part of the show. He's somebody I do business with. I don't want to point be well taken. That's Absolutely. all. That was my point. You agree with me on that point? Of course. Of course you do. That's why you didn't come in. No. Nothing to not. do with your daughter. No, no. I, I don't know your daughter. I, I don't know your daughter. Right. All right. So it goes on like that for like another two minutes. But that's pretty much the, the gist of the argument there. And I wanted to throw it out to the panel and to the people in the chat. Who's right here? Starting with Obnoxious John. Well, I see both points, actually. Just being a fan of Howard and anybody that knows Howard should know better than to do something like that. So I think Steve was wrong in that sense. He should have known better. But... Then again, I think Howard, I think he's just anal about that kind of sort of thing. And I think he's kind of ridiculous about it. And then with, with Steve and his kids, I think, I think Steve's kind of re being ridiculous about, um, how dare you? He's I, a man I, of principle. If, if, if Howard what's a man without a code, well, if Howard had mentioned like, you know, 
his kid's name and what school it was. And that now that would have been, that would have been wrong, you know, but he didn't do that. He just said Steve's kid. And I what do you know. think? What do you think Spears? I just think he overreacted. I mean, I think we won. I think it's great radio. I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure Howard believes what he's saying, but I don't think he, I, I don't think he cares, you know? So we all won. We won because we got to listen to him. Just kind of stir up stuff. Cardiff. Yeah, I think Howard was just being a bit of a dick here. But again, that's that was the show most of the time. But this was but I think deep down he 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 was upset about it. Oh, this is something that totally dick. bothers him. Yes. But, but he made shouldn't. a mountain out of a molehill and it was good radio. Like he knew what he was doing. And I thought it was different to see somebody like Langford handle it in a way that is I mean, he's trying to maintain his professionalism as a news reporter in this ridiculous circumstance, which is different than like a stuttering John or a Grillo fighting back. So for me, that was something well, different in terms it, of these fights. It makes this Howard look worse because he's being more of a dick to him and yeah. like just kind of, you know, rubbing it in, putting the salt in that wound. And it's like that's as as Steve just keeps saying, no, no, no. Howard like, just, you know, he just like won't this, stop. This wasn't an intern trying to get an autograph from Brad Pitt. Yeah. This was a guy working on the show talking to another guy working on the show. As far and, as I'm concerned. And what I think, according to that uh, Al's Boring podcast and then another interview that Lankford did in May 2022 with Here's the Pitch, that ST Weekly YouTube page, him and Takei were friendly and Steve ended up doing some type of audio documentary, I believe. I don't know if it was on the Stern Show or not, about how, you know, Takei's family was taken away in the middle of the night and put in an internment camp and all that. So it was it was a legitimate purpose. It, so Also, George uh, was known to socialize with a lot of the uh, people on the show when he was when he was in for those couple days or a week or two, he would hang out with a bunch of them. Hey, now, right. Writer Albert Lanier, who I believe was a writer on Ain't It Cool News. I did get your email, Albert. Uh, we would love to have Jan, but as you can see, I'm not organized or, or, or structured in any way. He says, Wait, I was a... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was a, I was a freelance print journalist for 20 years, over 20 years. This Langford reminds me of the kind of radio slash TV guys I would meet at press cons, basically clueless amateurs. That's right. If you ever want to know where TV news gets its news, it's from your local newspaper. God damn it. Uh, beloved Chatter's loved one. Hello, my old friend. Howard's dad introduced him to all sorts of voice actors and industry people. His dad did the same thing and viewed his dad as a hero for it. So there is beloved Chatter's loved one saying Howard was a bit hypocritical. Uh, Gina Bobina, you have my permission to steal my answer, Cardiff. Beloved What's Chatter's that? loved ones. Or I'm not sure what she was talking about there. I'm sorry. I'm behind on these. Well, we're acting like these are super chats when we were not monetized. Beloved chat. <laughs> oh, speaking of. Go ahead. Subreddit surfing just hit all the thresholds to monetize. So, yes, look forward to just reading super chats mondays at 8 p.m on subreddit surfing that'll be the new format you're gonna do the yes. brennan route yes i love that brennan today was interrupting like legitimate arguing to read super chats hold on we're yeah, behind yeah. shut up shut up i mean I, I find that hilarious subreddit surfing is like the 60 minutes of the dabbler verse by the way it's Thank like you. this it's it's almost like it has a pbs air to it i'm very impressed by it it makes me feel dumb it's a good time so wait back to steve 
Wait, let me read this one real fast. Beloved Chatter's loved one. I'm not sure about the huge penis, but that man had giant balls. Thank you, Beloved Chatter's loved one. Yes, OJ. We all agree that Howard may have overreacted, but you guys don't think that Steve also overreacted about his kids being involved on air? I, well, I think like Steve had a certain way he conducted himself and, and operated by a certain code of ethics that maybe not everyone there operated with. And so in his mind, in his world, uh, he acted appropriately. Again, we didn't listen to the uh, the whole clip. Yeah, the whole thing lot, goes in. There's a lot more to it. And I just yeah, there's remember. a lot more to this. Yeah, so, uh, oh, well, thanks for helping with show prep. You guys saw the fucking outline. You saw what I had. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's a good now. We're an hour I mean, but, into it. You're like, oh, there's so much more. It, no, it just shows you like Steve Lankford is a weirdo. Like he was weird, but also George was friendly with so many people. I mean, I think yeah. uh, later in that in that that interview, Richard originally wanted George to like be the uh, you know to marry him and his wife, and like Howard found out about that. Like you know, but I guess George said no to that even before. But is like, that's the right? Is he? Does, what's his, his? Is it all right? But uh, George DD eighty eight says George didn't even care. In fact, he defended Steve. That's right. Beloved Chatter's loved yeah. one, Howard protecting the guest, he repeatedly duped and ridiculed with fake Arnold and Artie fake coming. Oh yeah, that's right. Artie fake coming out of the closet. How terrible was that? They tormented George. Yes. Thank you, beloved Chatter's loved one. Oh my. But it was funny. It was funny. Ugh. Howard was right. A real news radio guy doesn't do this. Uh, and, and that's that. So anyway, that was the, the, the argument there. I mean, I don't know. Are, are you guys interested in hearing a little bit about why he left the show? Or have we had enough Langford? Should we get right. into Pissgate a little? Let's 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 hear why Langford left. I All can't right. get enough of. I love covering anything Stern, so I'm having a blast. So yeah, keep up uh, with whatever. Okay, so as do I, but I, I feel like sometimes uh, you know, I don't know, I'm wrong. But all right, let me see if I can share this. This is that podcast. I mean, I found this podcast through the Howard Stern Reddit. Uh, I don't. Whoever posted it is no longer exists, so I can't credit that uh, in depth. But here's the Al Dukes podcast from I think uh, 2000. 15? I don't know. Oh, yeah. There it is. 2015. When Howard TV was still a thing? Yes. And then were you there when that got dissolved? Uh, I had already left. You had already already left. And now it seems like the news department's really just you guys one guy that. there I'm now. not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure they even We can exist. until you talk yeah, over it. Uh, the, um, yeah, maybe not even fully exist. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I, I guess they don't need that true i guess the show has anymore. changed and and you know that was my sense in yeah leaving that it was time to move on what sort of things did you did you start looking at any particular time where it was like it's time to go after it? about five years um because i did a lot of great stories there i mean i re i enjoyed it a yeah. lot i did great stories and um but after five years you could kind of sense that the the focus of the show was changing and so it was time to move on. Yeah, and you, because uh, I know I, I was Googling you just to sort of see your, your your career. So that was that. He basically said he could sense that the tenor of the show was changing. Was someone, was Carter, are you playing the guitar? Did, or was my, my kids are screaming upstairs. I don't know what the hell is going on. That was probably on the podcast. <laughs> background music. Very nice. But oh. yeah, that was Steve Langford saying that. And by the way, like credit to Steve Langford for the story that I think he was most famous for, Kenneth Keith Kallenbach dying in prison. Mm -hmm. Steve actually did a good job with that. 
and brought some attention to, I believe, the abuse the prison system, yeah. alleged yeah. inside a private prison system way before it was in the mainstream Was that media. the Pencil a Pennsylvania prison? I believe yeah. it was, yeah. It was. I personally thought his best story was uh, when he covered uh, Day in the Life of Bigfoot. And in, in one of the interviews, he says that, yeah, two of his favorite subjects were Riley Martin, the great Riley Martin, and Bigfoot, who OJ just alluded to. Yes, oh, that guy was so great. He also, uh, you know, reported on the whole Jenks controversy when Jenks owed all the club's money. That was pretty crazy. Beloved Chatter's loved one says, when they attacked Langford with Sarah's shoes, I want you to go to jail for this. Yeah, that, that's on YouTube, too. That's Curtis mentioned that earlier. That was That was great. Uh, and it wasn't even sour shoes, if you remember. Facts, it, it, it was it dropped. Was sour shoes at first, and then Sal and Richard took over with just recordings of sour shoes messing with Langford. It was genius. It was good. All right. So the one thing, the other thing I was going to do, and then I mean, there's, I, I mean, I have like, did you know Anthony Michael Hall was offered or was was up for the part of Joker in Full Metal Jacket? I don't know if anybody cares about that. Uh, and just then I have now? the. <laughs> No, no, no. Before, uh, before production. But let's end it. Jim and Sam show or on Kevin. He he did a bunch of those interviews. I've heard that story a million times now. All right. So there again. Thank you for telling that. Telling me that after we went live on the air. It's only been there for a fucking week. So let's end on. And I don't know if Obnoxious John is gonna uh, go along with this, but Pissgate is still a thing somehow, mostly because of the perpetrator of Pissgate brought it up again on a live stream last night. And uh, I'm just seeing there's some, what the fuck, there is more to cover in Pissgate. Kinky Loco says, I love everything Pissgate. Uh, so does anybody, should we go into this or is it dead? I don't know if uh, it, what the panel wants to do or what the, uh, the chat wants to do. The very quick clip. Let's Where do people, let's see it. OJ, are you okay with this? I'm fine with anything, yeah. All right, so there we go. So this was last night on the Sad Chad podcast, uh, the very end of it. On your screen is, of course, the Ski Mask host, Kevin, Stevie Lou, and a doctor whose name I can't pronounce. Do I podcast? Uh uh, renamed why do i p cast uh, but uh, i think it's still uh, at why do i podcast so i don't know i'm again i don't know what, you, what you're saying that i'm not leaning into this i'm trying to lean into this as much as i can and have fun with it but i'd also would prefer to stop talking about it so sure. okay but yeah, i'd like done. to get past it i i think it's a funny thing that we can make fun of again i just don't get all the vitriol and the hate and the malicious like intent that is gotten from it think you don't know the meaning of you keep using that word vitriol I don't, I don't even don't know what think that, that you people, think what it means. The, the text what the it people, means. Uh, they think I did this <laughs> out of like a, a on purpose, malicious intent, and I did this for some kind of. Dude, you don't know. You were blacked out, so there is. No I know so how I felt about. O I know how it's I felt about OJ, you know? and Woo! I know how I felt about OJ that day, and there was no way I would ever on purpose do that. 
There was no reason to do that. Myself. Dude, if OJ was really your boy, you would have never said nothing about the hotel. You would have kept that all I said that in response to other people. No, I said that in response to other people because the people were bringing it up. People, you shouldn't have let other people get in the way of you and your Dude, boy. but uh, my relationship with OJ is already dead, so what the fuck do I care? Dude, my relationship with OJ is dead. Like I said, he jumped to the next rung of the ladder. It shouldn't have been, and it wouldn't have been if you handled it right. Oh, no, no, you're wrong there. It was dead as soon as he just completely never responded to me no, no, you're, no, wrong no, no, no. you're wrong there you're wrong i gave him every opportunity i gave him every opportunity to have i would have made it right i would have made it right any you're way speaking i could black and white buddy you're speaking in black and white you're not accepting that there's a gray area and that Ooh. we all live in that gray area and that you got a bit of denial going on still buddy and we'll love you what am i denying here. all the shit that you just said is ah. pretty fakakta if you ask me what and specifically what am i denying that i just said that you were doing a bad move if that was really your boy by dragging this out further and by trying to place the blame now on him no at the point, a deflection that's, a deflection, that's what i'm saying bro. at the point where i said that he wasn't my boy anymore so it doesn't matter why you're deflecting you're still deflecting buddy you know i'm not I mean? deflecting so and it's explanation. you are by trying to turn him into the demon you're trying to demonize him for stupid reasons and that is deflecting you should have just been like listen oj's the man I fucked up. I fucked up. Even my response to my fuck up. And maybe someday me and him could get back from it. But right now, you nah, should it's unfixable. Done. Fuck it. Again, fuck black it. and fuck white it situation. And fuck him. Fuck it and right, fuck no, him. Don't say that. Now, it's not a high bar, I know, but that's the most intelligent thing Stevie Lou has ever said. Credit to Stevie Lou there. I thought he did a good job sort of explaining this from a human perspective there. And it's just, it's just not, you just can't penetrate some people forcefully or otherwise. Uh, I don't know. Does anyone else have any comments to that? I know OJ, you're done with it. Uh, did you want to respond to any of that? Or we got, we got uh, an agreed, well that done Kevin Stevie. gave me every chance to accept his apology. <laughs> Like he's given me a chance to apologize. Like I, it's just ah, it's. You didn't accept his apology in his timeline in the way that he wanted and the manner he demanded. So. Yeah, and uh, you know, I wish nothing but good luck to Kevin and everything he does in the future. And I, I, I have it's fine. He could have his opinions about me. I still don't hate the guy. Not gonna be mad, but I'm. We're forever connected in the, in in the Dabbleverse with this pistery, but uh, that's a good way to look at it. I think it's and I I don't hate the guy. It's fine. He cannot like me. It's fine. It's I wish him nothing but success, and I hope everything he does turns out great. Well, uh, Baxter, hopefully, go ahead. What were you gonna call him? <laughs> Backstabbing, dabbling. Fuck face. Fuck, you got it, kid. Only took an hour. He says everyone just stop talking about it until he goes away. He loves the attention. I'm just I was just gonna say, I wonder what will happen at the next WATP live event. Will Obnoxious John be there? Will Kevin Dumbfuck be there? Will Cardiff Electric be there? Well, no, I'll be there. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. That's in April in Philadelphia, correct? Oh, I'm talking about the next. That's the Dick Show crossover. There's one coming. I have some inside information. Can you 
share. And let's end on a positive note because now my Catholic guilt is eating me alive mm-hmm. and I feel like it wasn't right to play the clip I just played. Like maybe no, it was. I, I'm glad. I'm glad. I, I, look, it, I, like I just said, this is but, the, the story. Is, but to make me feel better, I want to hear this inside gospel. Let's end on a positive note together <laughs> in a sense of community. Let's get some inside information from Cardiff Ooh, to okay. heal is what I'm saying. Okay. Can you yeah. give us some hints? Uh, They have a major league baseball team. I don't watch sports. And, and it will be while the major league baseball season is still in effect. So Cardiff will be having a, uh, a baseball outing with everybody at that live event. All right. So now everyone has to go back to everything Cardiff has ever said on any stream ever. At one point he mentioned he went on a tour of baseball parks and there were a couple that he didn't get to. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking one of those might be in the running. That, Somebody... that is correct. Carlos danger. I have oh. not been to this park. Yes, that is correct. All right, so there's our assignment. That's what we have to do by next week, and we'll figure out where this next is. It is it going to be called? Is it, can we call it DabbleCon again? Is it DabbleCon two? I don't know the main event, but you may, we may have the Stutch on Con we've all been waiting for. Oh, that'd be awesome! Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe Spears will show up finally. Yes, maybe. It's a little so farther than Rochester, though. Is, is are you going to be giving any more clues? anytime soon or maybe one well cardiff if people want to find out more about the next DabbleCon, the next stut joe con mm-hmm, mm-hmm. more about you your hair yes. where President's can they week. go oh it's Patri- a, i didn't realize it's a week that's i didn't know that it's the first <laughs> yeah, I, i've heard i celebrate our presidents all week yes good for you yes thank you patreon.com slash cardiff electric uh the cardiff electric youtube i'm going to be hopefully a little more active there than I have been the last couple weeks. It's a little burnt out from DabbleCon. Uh, hey, you've done so much for the community and made so many people laugh and then like hoisted up little losers like this podcast. Yes. Thank you for all you do. That's what I do. I wouldn't call you little losers. You had to little, end with a fat joke. The... Why don't you call me a drunk while you're at it? That makes me feel good. No, no, no. I wasn't making fun of your weight. I was oh. making fun of your lack of success podcasting. Anyway, subreddit surfing, Mondays at 8 p.m. on YouTube. And uh, uh, follow me on Twitter. That's the only official social media for me. And Mr. Obnoxious John, I hope I didn't put you on the spot again, but where can people follow you? And you know I love you. At Obnoxious John on YouTube and Twitter. And, yeah, you can find me on the um, the, the guy that we're not allowed to mention. Show, uh, from oh, his time. name is... <laughs> Backstabbing. Backstabbing. Dabbling. Dabbling. Fuckface. Piece of shit. Piece of shit. Yeah, I just added another surname. Oh, yeah, and he's at, uh, oh, that's right, youtube.com slash backstabbing, dabbling, fuckface. Yes, type all that in. All right, everybody, I'm Carlos Danger. That's Brian Spears, and we'll see you next time. Wait, no Walking Dead? All right, did you want to hear that? I See, I always feel like uh, like 50 minutes is... I came here for The Walking Dead. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So there is this uh, interview, now I got to find it again, where it's the actor, what's his name? Bernthal, Spears' buddy. Mm -hmm. Uh, He played, uh, who did he play on the show? I, I don't know, where the fuck are my notes? Shane. That's right, Shane. And it's Lori, 
Wayne Callies, Sarah Wayne Callies, and they did this podcast. I mean, the the, the podcast little it's more insufferable than this one, but they do go into like they kind of admit that pretty early on, The Walking Dead jumped the shark, and they even talk about why. Before you play this, mm-hmm. uh, what's his first John Barenthal? John Barenthal, his first, he his appearance on Joe Rogan was fascinating. You should check it out. I was I, impressed. Was that a couple of years ago? Is that the one where he talks no, about how he... No, it was a few weeks. It was like maybe a, a month ago. ago. Okay, I didn't see it then. He went to Russia to study acting. Very, very interesting story. I, I did not see it coming. Did he also claim to be like a street fighter, though? He's the only guy I know that was like raised, went to private school his whole life, studied in Russia really young, and then was also on the streets battling people in Yonkers. You know, I just, well, I don't he, know. Yeah, he got a, I think he, got a, he, he went to jail fighting yeah almost killing a guy like he was actually like in the in the holding cell like waiting for a medical status update it's See not like a machine story it's not like what's his name oh, in the fuck machine? Him. <laughs> see the preview for that movie oh, holy shit i hope that bombs piece of that, shit that looks bad i hate that guy unless he comes I, on my show <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've said when i first saw the machine it made me laugh like you know i was i thought it was hysterical but yeah i've never what did you? How know. did you feel about it the 872nd time you heard about it on a show? Right, yeah, and then I realized, oh, that's all this guy is, is that one story. Uh, I mean, he's funnier yeah. than I am, though, so. No, right. no, he's not. All right, here we go. Here's John Bernthal and Lori from The Walking Dead. And also how toxic this business can be. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if you can kind of, like, take me through your experience going with Frank Darabont, you know, him, you know, finding out that he was getting fired in the middle of it you know, what mm. that was sort of for you as much as you're, you're down with talking about it. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I'm down as well. But like, y- you know, what lessons did you learn from that? What, what, what did that, you know, Can you, you pause you it for a second. A <clears throat> big show before, like I had, like that yes. was like, you know. Seeing him sitting like that right now, forget everything I said. He's a douche. <laughs> I think he might come from some uh, trust fund stuff there. That's, I mean, I have no, I, this is just my gut feeling. Yeah, douche. <laughs> we, yeah, I just if, got douche chill seeing that. We, I, I should play the beginning of the pot. Well, actually, you know what? I'm going to do it now. Oh, but basically, <laughs> so basically, what he says is that uh, Frank Darabont leaving the show killed the show, and then the actress says that yes, and I tried to stand up for him. And when I told one of the executive producers my position, as he was talking, I knew I was going to get written off the show. That's my dog barking upstairs. So they're basically saying The Walking Dead went off the rails from the very start. But here is John Bernthal being John Bernthal. Look at that. Look how manly this dude is. He's got a... Hey, Manny. I'm just going to say this. He's a really nice guy. So I'll, I'll also say that. We're just kidding. We're just kidding. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I ruined my own clip. That's uh, John Bernthal. You want to end with, uh, I mean, I have the other things that I prepared is Anthony Michael Hall talking about uh, Stanley Kubrick. Talk to him about Full Metal Jacket. Or we can end on a really positive note and listen to John Voight, uh, his famous soliloquy from the end of Runaway Train, written by, I believe, Akira Kurosawa. Did I get that wrong? I think you got that wrong. Play the runaway train. I can watch that every day. 
Runaway Train. One of the writers was Eddie Bunker. Spent, uh, by the time he was 35, half of his adult life in prison, was friends with Danny Trejo. Came out, became a writer in prison, was in Reservoir Dogs. He was, yeah, was, was he Mr. Blue? Uh, I believe so. He was the old guy. I don't remember his exact color. Shit. I'm going to go to Mardi Gras. I'm gonna this go is to life. Vegas, and I'm going to go with enough money in my hip pocket to catch him fine bitches. You know what I mean? I told my son this. You know, I spent almost every night of my life dreaming about this kind of shit. Dreaming? Yeah. Dreaming. That's bullshit. You're not going to do nothing like that. I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to get a job. That's what you're going to do. You're going to get a little job, some job a convict can get, like scraping off trays in the cafeteria or cleaning out toilets. And you're going to hold on to that job like gold because it is gold. Let me tell you, Jack, that is gold. You're listening to me. And when that man walks in at the end of the day and he comes to see how you're done, you ain't going to look in his eyes. You're going to look at the floor. He's talking to you, stuttering John Fingernails. His eyes when you jump up and grab his face and slam him to the floor and make him scream and cry for his life. So you look right at the floor, Jack. Pay attention to what I'm saying, motherfucker. And then he's going to look around the room, see how you're done. He's going to say, oh, you missed a little spot over there. Jeez, you didn't get this one here. What about this little bitty spot? And you're going to suck all that pain inside you. And you're going to clean that spot. And you're going to clean that spot. Until you get that shiny clean. And on Friday, you pick up your paycheck. And if you could do that, if you could do that, you could be president of Chase Manhattan. Corporations. If you could do that. Not me, man. I wouldn't do that kind of shit. I'd rather be in fucking jail. More's the pity, youngster. More's the pity. Could you do that kind of shit? I wish I could. Yes, and on a happy note. Now, I am Carlos Danger. That is Brian Spears. That was Cardiff Electric and I have OJ. A for you. Yes. I was listening to the Eric Nagel podcast today from last night, released today on Spotify and everywhere, and iHeartRadio. Anyway, he, they were talking about a movie on Netflix, Triple R. Have you heard of this movie? No. It's a Bollywood movie that's on Netflix. But I have to say, I watched it today, and it was fantastic. It's the most ridiculous <laughs> action movie I've ever seen in my life, but it is fantastic. So that's the Carter Freck. If you have three hours to kill and you don't want to watch Avatar, might I suggest Triple R on Netflix? I will do that. I'll do that right after this. We have you one last comment. See if you've ever wanted to see a party being attacked by zoo animals, this is the movie for you.
I was just watching a video on YouTube for some random horror movie where a uh, bunch of pigs eat a woman in a bathtub. It was pretty cool. Uh, read Eddie Bunker's autobiography. Interesting guy. Yeah, education of a felon. I believe that also happened at DabbleCon. Someone got eaten by a pig. It was in OJ's room. Yeah. Ooh. Beloved Chatter's loved one, man. I am too high for this shit. All right, that's it. Do you have any other questions, Cardiff? I want to thank you so much. I'll wait till you're about to end the show, and then I'll interrupt you again. All right, so I am Carlos Danger. In the chat was backstabbing dabbler fuckface shithead. Then Obnoxious John, piece of shit. I appreciate the sentiment. And Brian you got, Spears. You got the gist of what I was trying to come across. With this I, I have a little, I got to write it down. If I write it down, I'd get it. But yes. He should just change his name. That would be the right thing to do. <laughs> he already left. He's not a movie guy. He's like anti. I would love to know where, well, no, I, I want to know more about his background, but I won't ask that. Uh, the Wraith. I remember that one. All right, that's it. I'm ending the broadcast. Thank you. All right. Later. Later.